Welcome to Tanks Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hey. Hey, it's 2018. It is our first recording, our first get-together of 2018. <laughs> it's felt like ages, to be honest, since I was in Bristol. It, well, it has. It has been a while. It's probably been a, almost a month, really. Yeah, a lot's happened. Uh, Nintendo was bought by Microsoft. Um, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, Sony yeah. folded... Yeah, and big uh, Christmas Day announcement. Yeah, and Facebook ruled the world, but that was true all the while, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one's going to change anytime yeah. soon, really. So, nice. How are you? Good? Yeah, tired. <laughs> it's, it's a week in 2000, into 2018, I'm already tired, so sign of oh, things to come. Yeah. Back to work as well. Yeah, fun times, but as long as I've got beer, it's okay. It helps. It really does. <laughs> Slightly less time to play games, but yeah, but you know, I've played a bit over the last week, so mm. we'll have something little to talk about. But yeah, nice, nice. Should we open a beer? Yes, please. First beers of two thousand and eighteen. Yes. Not first that we've drunk. At least not for me. Not first that I've drank. Mm. First that I've drank whilst <laughs> we've been recording. That would just be silly. Waiting a whole yeah, week we're, to think of it. <laughs> waiting a week, exactly, exactly. We're definitely not doing dry, dry annuary, no, isn't it? Yeah, we're doing tri-annuary, which is trying yes. new beers in January. Exactly. Yeah. What have you got then? Um, the first beer I have is called Compulsory Fun. Mm-hmm. It's from Left Handed Giant, uh, and it's a collaboration beer with Magic Rock and with Dea. Um, it's a Citra Mosaic Columbus IPA, 6.5%. It sounds... Good. All those hops. <laughs> yeah. Columbus, Hopefully. mosaic, music to my ears. Yep, 440ml uh, can. Mm. How about you? Yes, I have a Northern Monk Patrons Project beer. This is their Ooh. 3.04. I don't even know how many of these. There must have done 100 by now. but um, they, There's a lot. Mm. Yeah, so many. Uh, but this is a blueberry and mosaic black IPA. It is seven point. It's just seven percent, and it is same four hundred forty mil can. Um, and I believe, well, it's a collaboration as with all of their patrons' projects beers, and it's with mm-hmm. James Butler. Um, I think it's called Attack on Blue Falcon. Is that the name there? Okay. There's an octopus, some weird octopus space creature. With that has a a hop for its head. On the can, so it's okay. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's crack this up. What? Nice. Does it give you any? Does it give you any flavour text about who? Was it James Butler? Yeah. Who he is? Just uh, the name is familiar, but no, that's one for Google. Definitely one for Google, but his name is familiar. I'm not mm. sh- sure if he's related to a certain brewery or not. Um, yeah, just gonna type James Butler beer. <laughs> if I know it's nothing to do with beer whatsoever. Yeah, probably. 
<laughs> or there is someone called James Butler in beer mm. who is not related to this brew whatsoever. Mm. Just a complete coincidence. Right. God knows who he is, or if he's even a real person. I apologise, James, if you are. But uh, <laughs> it's it's by Northern Monk, so pretty much you know it's probably going to be a solid beer. Smells delightful. Can smell it straight out of the can, like mm. f- fruit, fruity, like hoppy, um, mm. a bit of dark fruits as well. It says that it's got blueberry in it, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting if we can actually taste that as well. As yeah, you said it was a black IPA. Yeah. Mm. Nice. A star which we had had a couple of. Did we have one last episode? I yeah, don't know. It was so I, long I, ago. I think it was. It, I think it was even ninety nine, or it might have been hundred and ninety nine. I think we had two black IPAs or something, or it might have been yeah. even ninety eight. There, there was a series of black IPAs that mm, were had. Mm. As yours, yes. Uh, it was ninety nine. It was the mm. Arbor Sirachi yeah black IPA, wasn't it? Was that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I know that it was, it was a weird. Sriracha. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a black IPA, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think I had mm. one. Um, was it Weird Beard? Uh, the podcast before or something like that. So. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it looks like a black IPA. It's you know, black in color. Got a mm. tan colored head. Um. About two fingers. Um. Quite frothy. It looks like it looks like a typical stout. But yeah. The, mm. the the aroma just getting so much fruit and like berries and dark fruits on it as well nice so, time to taste it mm. go for it yeah. this um th- this compulsory fun i mean you're mm. you're instantly getting those hoppy notes as soon as i crack the can and you're getting that fruit you're getting a little bit of dankness mm. off the nose um it's a it's a really pale sort of color but um, I think it's almost, in terms of the, the colour, almost reminiscent of um, Daya's Steady Rolling Man. Yeah. It's kind of that orangey, very hazy kind of beer. Yeah, for sure. Um, it smells lovely. Mm-hmm. Tastes lovely as well. <laughs> it's, it is it is a juicy IPA, mm-hmm. but it's not that really sweet juice that you know beers that we've talked about which kind of make you think that perhaps it's kind of like a fruit juice yeah you know added into it some somewhere i mean this that you don't get that at all from this they've they've balanced these hops very well Mm -hmm. um i kind of i can't really pick one out over the other right in this at all they just work well together and they do they work very well Mm, mm-hmm How about yours? I really, really like it. Um, because it's a black IPA, you always expect, you know, some stout qualities like a bit of coffee aroma and flavour. And you yeah. definitely get that at the start. And it kind of lingers as well at the end of the taste. It's very, it's very slight. It's um, it, it's not it's not as much as you'd expect from like a stout or even other black IPAs that I've had that are very mm. forward on like um, coffee and dark malty uh textures and aromas and flavors but um you get quite a bit of creaminess from from the head as well so it's like you're drinking a stout and then all these flavors and juiciness from like the berries and and the fruit i can definitely taste a lot of blueberry 
um, nice. in the in the flavour. So it's like if someone somehow concocted a blueberry coffee and you're drinking that, except that it's hoppy and it's it's cold and it's it's light. It's, I think it's about medium bodied, but yeah, it's it's not heavy at all. I mean, it's seven percent, but I just want to chug this. It, it's really nice. So oh, good. sounds perfect. Yeah. Really nice. Enigma. Is it mm. so uh, with it being that mix between a, a black IPA? Um, so you're getting the IPA qualities. You're getting a few of those sort of more stouty qualities. Um, have you chilled this beer yeah. much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. in the fridge. I think it's probably probably about five, six degrees now. Mm-hmm. So it's that perfect IPA kind of um, temperature. Um, yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. It'd be all right because stouts typically I don't like to drink stouts very cold, so I like mm. those a bit warmer. But um, I think anywhere between five and ten, even twelve degrees, you might be okay. But yeah, you're getting a lot of um, hoppiness, which balances out with like the creaminess of of the head and the um, medium body of the beer. It's it's really nice. I mean, nice. I was nice. very skeptical skeptical if I'd actually be able to taste blueberry cuz you know so many beers it's like oh yeah it's got peach, mango, you know like natural mm-hmm. flavors and not just hops and sometimes they just go by the wayside and you don't even taste them but in this one I really can. Nice. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um this compulsory fun the more I drink it the more I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um it it, it starts off quite wet uh in the mouthfeel. And it kind of moves into this nice, very quick, quite dry, bitter finish. And I'm, I'll, I'll sip it, and ten seconds later, I want more. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the more that we talk, yeah. and the more that I dry my mouth out, yeah. the quicker I'm wanting to yeah. just sit here and just sip, or mm. just chug this beer. Really, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. So it's not like a juice bomb it still has that bitterness on the end yep yep good to know exactly yeah. mm. and as i said it doesn't have that that real sweetness mm-hmm. to it either it's balanced really well that nothing is is really kind of pushing through too much um so yeah just 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 seems to be very well made yeah but it's coming from three very very good breweries oh yeah and they've done um, so, collaborations in the past Definitely, I know Northern Monk and Daya have. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, they just must have it down to an exact science by now. So to make yeah, well, yeah. we um, we had or we've had it separately, but we both had that Northern Monk. Um, is it the trilogy series they've just done? Um, that oh was, yeah, um, I I haven't actually touched mine yet. I've got oh, fr- I, I got I got I bought the other two uh, to the mm. trilogy, so I'm waiting for a good time to have them all. But yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah, because the the hops one was made with um, with Daya, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 and I thought that that was fantastic. That was a really good yeah. beer. Was it the hops so. or the malt? I can't remember. You might be right. It might be the hops. Ooh, yeah, I think it was the hops. Mm. One of them was for sure. But yeah, because mm. I mm. got it straight from Daya, and that was the only can they <laughs> had. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your canning line, Daya? I've been waiting. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) We're going to talk about other things Mm. that are coming out in 2018 as well. Mm, Possibly. Depends what we're going to talk about, I suppose. But we'll talk about some games first. 
you've not had much time to play anything then. Uh, not really. I played uh, the first episode of Batman Season 2, the Telltale series. Yeah, um, okay. And I have played a stealth game, third-person stealth game. It's an indie game. came out in 2016, but I've only just now gotten around to it. It's on PlayStation 4. I'm not sure if it's on Steam. It likely is. It's called uh, Aragami, um, or Aragami, or... I yeah. don't speak Japanese, sorry, and I can't even pronounce Japanese <laughs> words. But um, but yeah, it's um, it was, it's one of those. It's, I think the stealth genre is very hard to get right. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't like first-person stealth games. Um, that's just me. Um, stuff like Dishonored, which you played and spoke about. Yeah, I, I completely get it. I completely see the appeal because I like Splinter Cell. I like Hitman. Um, mm-hmm. I like, you know, even some top-down stealth games, like, I don't know, would you call volume a stealth game? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. volume's a stealth yeah. game. It's more, of a, it's more of a puzzler, mm. I suppose, isn't yeah. it? But with a stealth mechanic yeah. to it. Because some people just can't take stealth, and I get that, because it's like, that's how I feel about, I don't know, strategy games. You can mm. do so much, and then it can all go tits up just like that, and you have to start again, because um, not a lot of stealth games are forgiven, they're getting better about that, but you know, there's still, some still aren't there but yeah, this one, um, third person stealth game, you play as this basically well, this ninja, this assassin who's um, Mm. been resurrected to avenge this uh, woman's um, town who were felled by these uh, I think they're called the Light Army Um, and the the sort of concept, the, the the central mechanic is basically you can shift between shadows. Um, so, it, what's the best way to describe it? It's sort of like Nightcrawler or, or that game, mm. Mr. Shifty, that came out last year. You can basically phase through shadows. You know, 3D environments, you're going through like pagodas and, you know, oriental gardens and stuff like that. And where in the shadows you can... Um, you can shift, so mm. there's always guards everywhere. But if you can shift behind them or shift right in front of them and stealth kill them, makes uh, life a lot easier. I thought it was a really interesting mechanic. I just don't think that they executed it to the fullest potential. It, 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 okay. it was a bit, it's a bit janky. The game overall is a bit janky, and you'd expect that from something from an indie game with an indie budget. That's going for a scope of like say you know a s- smaller th- thief or um or a smaller yeah. splinter cell or something like that but um yeah the the you used um was it r1 or r2 to to shift and it's it, it doesn't always it, especially for stealth game you want to be as quick and as efficient and have the controls as tight as possible it's a yeah. bit it's a bit um hit and miss with these I okay mean, you can be like, okay, I want to shift over there. There's a shadow there. I want to shift now, and it's like you <laughs> you move the cursor either left to the right or something. You know, a smidgen, a few pixels. It just doesn't work, and um, it can be it, it, in a, a particular level. I think it was like the fifth or the sixth. Um, I think there's twelve chapters overall. I got really infuriated with the game, and I almost <laughs> put it down. Um, <laughs> I did play so it on just, easy. Just, I played it on easy because yeah. I just want because like, I've had this game for so long. I just want to play it, want to see it. Stories, mm-hmm. whatever you know, just there to you know accommodate the gameplay. But 
Okay. I just wanted to play it. And if it wasn't on easy, I would have rage quit straight away because I'm like, I'm not doing any more of this. But after I got through that, got over that hump, I started to enjoy it again. Um, I wish there's a skill tree, but I wish some of the, you know, some skills were a bit better realized and could be developed a bit better. Um, mm. Like the biggest one is the the range of the sh- shifting mechanic. It's like it's very it's very limited it's like you could only shift like two feet in front of you or you know five feet in front of you sometimes i wish you could lengthen um mm. the shift mechanic but uh but yeah it's i enjoy i enjoyed most of it um sure it's nothing that blew me away it's not it's not something that i'll remember for a long time but i'm just glad i played it and i think you know definitely one of those indie studios who i'll be looking forward to their next game because this had a lot of promise and although they didn't capitalize on all of it it was still enjoyable and it's it got That's I think cool. it's about 70% on metacritic as well so there's definitely mm. some merit to it nice nice i suppose it'd be good to see what they then do next yeah if they take elements from this and build them into um into their next game or if they try something something completely different yeah. um i know adol had played it mm-hmm. And I cannot remember what he thought about it, it at all. Did he? I know that he played it at EGX. I'm not. Yes. Did he? Did he actually play it and complete it? Or oh, pass. Mm, yeah. Pass. <laughs> no, he's if, lost if, in Canada if, somewhere, yeah. so we can't even ask yeah. him. If it's on Steam, he probably didn't get around to playing it. <laughs> <laughs> More just, than likely. Yeah, one of those other games buried in his. Steam library, which has like two thousand games in it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but I know he enjoyed oh, it at EGX. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, he did. He did. Cool. Um, and you've just started Batman episode one, then, because um, yeah. the first season's just dropped as a PlayStation Plus mm, yeah. game. Um, so rather than me asking you about the second season, because I haven't played the first mm-hmm. season, uh, I don't have my PlayStation Plus subscription. Uh, I haven't paid for you know. I, when did I pick the PlayStation up? End of November. I haven't played. I haven't paid mm-hmm. for a PlayStation Plus subscription yet. Um, the other game that's come out is Deus Ex, which I've already played. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is the is is Batman is Telltale Batman season one worth the month's PlayStation Plus subscription? Oh, the months. I'd say how much is a month? Is it uh, six six pounds? I'd say yeah, because um, yeah, I what I usually do is Telltale games. It's not a boycott, so don't get any impressions. But I just think <laughs> that their engine needs some work. It really needs mm, some work, and mm. because they make such great stories as well. I mean, stuff like Game of Thrones, Minecraft, Guardians and Galaxy, complete misses with me personally, but um. But when they do get it right, when you get Walking Dead, you get Tales yeah. from the Ball, you get re- Wolf Among Us, you get really good stories. And the Batman, the first uh, season, I won't go in depth with it, but I really enjoyed it. It's one of my favourite takes on like the Batman universe because nice. they just throw everything out the window. It's like, okay, you think, or well, the comics have, you know basically set in stone this person is this person and you know in a lot of media like tv shows and films it's like yeah i know what to expect from this character and i know what mm-hmm. kind of dynamic they have with bruce or or batman you know the relationship whereas with this they're just like nope just throw it all out the window oh this, really 
Yeah, and they're like, okay, we're going to have a different take on these set of characters and this is how Bruce met this person. They weren't always, you know, enemies. They might have been friends oh, cool. or these people were not always good. They were kind of crappy and stuff like that. Um, mm. So, yeah, but I usually wait until the first episode drops for free, which Telltale do as an incentive to get you to buy the next. Yeah. Um, and then I just buy the whole season for like £10, I think. They usually cost like fifteen pounds. So for six pounds, yeah, sounds uh, right. Six pounds, uh, what's that? What pound twenty per episode? It's like mm. I'd definitely say it's worth it for that. And cool. if you were to get cool. the yearly subscription, then you know you're getting everything else that potentially will come to PS Plus, which is not always certain because <laughs> they do have some hit and miss months, you know. Well, this is this is what I thought because I know that season one and season two as a bundle is on sale mm. at the moment on PSN, and I, I do not know what the price is, but it's less than twenty quid. Yeah. So you're probably playing close to twelve pounds, something like that, for season two, mm. and then you know maybe a fiver or something for for season one, something like that, by buying the bundle. And I just wondered if that was maybe a better way to do it than paying the the, the PS Plus subscription because I'm not pay, mm. I'm not playing anything online at the moment yeah. either, so I don't need it for that. Yeah, you're in my predicament because so I just don't play games like a game like Deus Ex. That is a really good PS Plus mm. game, but yeah. I'm never going to sink that much time into a game on PlayStation. Might sound silly, mm. but it's just like I'm locked into Xbox to the point where I just only want to play exclusives on PlayStation. So sure, but um. But yeah, it's it's a tough one. I because you're gonna want to see, likely you're gonna want to see season two if you played season one. Because mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say it ends on much of a cliffhanger, but you know you know there's more to come. Depends how much you like Batman. I mean, what was I, what was I watching? Or no, I was playing Injustice, two. Oh yeah. And I was like, I I I really want to just jump back into the Batman universe. Um. I miss the Arkham games, the good Arkham games who won't speak or mention of Arkham Knight. And <laughs> so I just want to get back into the Batman universe and, you know, this uh, the Telltale game has, you know, allowed me to do that. But um, mm. I, I, I'm not sure how season two is shaping. I've only played the first episode. It, 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 I don't know if it's lost its luster yet. I won't say that just now, but... I. I've I've enjoyed season one more than what I've played of season two, but that, okay. that's five episodes versus one, so it's a bit yeah, premature for me to say. With Telltale, they do take a little bit of time to build into it, don't mm, they? Yeah. Um, you often find that the first episode is like an introduction to the characters, to yeah. the mechanics, to what they want you to do yeah. in the game and stuff. And uh, I suppose the second season of something is a little bit different because they would um, they would expect. A lot of people have probably played the first yeah, to then move yeah. on to the, the second. But it, I guess sometimes just, that isn't always the case. They they need to reintroduce you into not just the characters, but into that time frame as well. Yeah, I mean... So it's introducing I, you to, to, to what Bruce is doing at that point yeah, in time, I guess. I'm not sure if it does the best job at it, because you know what's happened in the first one, and it's been a year since I played that, at least. Mm. And it's like... I forgot about this, and they 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 try and bring you up to speed with just like some newspaper clippings and stuff like that. And okay. It's not the most ideal way of doing it, but this does seem like a different plot and storyline. But even, yeah. But saying that the first episode, 
seemed like it wrapped up on a villain and there's going to be more villains next and you know which ones they are because their silhouettes are in um <laughs> on the uh, title menu so oh, really? <laughs> so it's like <laughs> oh, I kind of know who these people are and it's like but I, I look forward I look forward to seeing how they actually tackle those characters which is the major mm. of that game yeah. nice mm. nice okay maybe our Maybe I'll sub then for the <laughs> yeah. month and go and pick it up yeah. and see if uh, see what it's like. Because um, I'm I'm kind of I'm not jumping between games at the moment. Um, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm. Oh, before um, you start on that, I just want to say, Batman Season Two actually runs well on the Xbox One X, and I can't uh, believe I can't believe it. it. You've got to imagine everything runs well on Xbox One X. Well. If Telltale games do, then everything must. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if those can, then everything else will. But yes, yeah. speaking of a game that runs well on Xbox One X, Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> <laughs> Man, some of these photos mm. that I'm seeing on Twitter from the photo mode look phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And I'm sat there on my sort of on my PS4 Slim, on my standard <laughs> version, trying to take a photo. Uh, it looks nice, but it doesn't look like these. Yeah. <laughs> what these people are doing on it. Um, I, I've been playing that the most. Um, I, I mean, I also got a few other games for Christmas, and I borrowed a load of games from Adol before he disappeared for for Canada. Um, I started Yakuza Zero, mm-hmm. which I kind of enjoyed, but didn't really pull me in a huge amount. Okay, and, I've heard like the soap opera story is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I've read, since playing it, I've read a lot of people have really enjoyed it, and it's mm. been on Game of the Year lists yeah. for, for, for people and stuff, so it's something I want to return to, but I think it didn't quite grab me in the first couple of hours. Is that, um, is that the gameplay that you're putting it down to, or the story? Um, a bit of both, mm. I think. The story's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think I've played, I can never remember, I don't think I played the third game, I think the last Yakuza game I played was Yakuza 2. Which was years was and years ago. PlayStation Two now. or something like that. Th- was it a PS Two game? Yeah, I've, probably. I've not played one I of them, don't to be remember. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of I'm not really invested in the the characters too much, mm-hmm. but um, I, I kind of found it. It's a you know for the first couple of hours, it's a little bit of walk here, have a little fight. <laughs> Watch a watch a big cutscene. Walk here. Watch a cutscene. Then have a little fight. Then yeah. watch another cutscene. Then walk here. And it wasn't really until I got to a certain point, which was kind of going into um, to, to to speak to people in the in the Yakuza sort of headquarters, mm-hmm. um, that it kind of opened up a little bit. Yeah. And I got a little bit more combat. You move through the spaces a little bit better. It's almost like a dungeon kind of thing. The way that you kind of move through it and then get to a boss at the end. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, but then I went away for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was away from the PlayStation for about five days, so I wasn't putting any time into it then. And I came home with a few games, including Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. And I put it in, and the world that it is built, Egypt, has just just sucked me in. Mm. It's so well made. Yeah. It's done so well, and they've refined the kind of like the Assassin's Creed model. Uh, the mechanics and the way that you play, and, and this is me coming from not playing an Assassin's Creed game since um, Black Flag. Black Flag yeah. So I haven't played the, the the more recent ones, you know, the built for this generation 
ones in Unity and Syndicate. Uh, but I think by taking it right back to a much earlier time period, uh, by kind of limiting you to bows and arrows and um, you know hand-to-hand weapons and stuff, they've 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 made something really good. Yeah, and that's odd yeah. to say about an Assassin's Creed yeah. game because they've they've always been you know Assassin's Creed Two I love, uh, and I think a lot of that was to do with the setting. You know, Renaissance Italy was was really well delivered in that game. Uh, but three fell really short. Black Flag was was good, but that was mostly made up by you know standard Assassin's Creed gameplay plus the naval combat, yeah. which was the, kind of the pull towards that game. And this uh, Origins kind of just just strips it all back a little bit, whilst building on it as well. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you feel like they've really gone back to the core of it, yeah. refined that, and then built from there. Uh, but as I say, Egypt is just made yeah. so well. I, I really want to know when that discovery mode is going to come out. They said January, I'm sure, mm. at least early. Because mm. I I've got it. I bought it. I got picked it up for half price. It's just because yeah. it's so long. I just and <laughs> it's one of those Witcher free Metal Gear Solid ordeals where I just it's like no, I'm just waiting for that time when I I have an Xbox on a on a plane. And it becomes Castaway, mm. and there's some source of electricity <laughs> somehow. Winston or Wilson or whatever his name is there, and I can just sit down and play these games. But yeah, you'll have to you'll have to make sure that you've downloaded the 4K patch for Witcher Three. God, because because that looks phenomenal. That looks so good uh, on this desert island. That that kind of bandwidth is not there. So <laughs> <laughs> preload it, mate. Preload it. Get it down. <laughs> but, but yeah, I really just want to fire up Assassin's Creed just to see how good looking it is. But um, mm. yeah, I'm just not ready for an open world game. I, I can't remember the last one I played. It was probably Zelda. <laughs> I only played yeah, one a year. Yeah. yeah, last year it was. I played like two. <laughs> Horizon, <laughs> mate. Horizon yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's. I thought Horizon was big, um, but this is absolutely massive. <laughs> Um, it, it really is, and the, they've done the, um, the they've done the thing that The Witcher Three did, which is stick a load of question marks all over the map, as just kind of like a little discoverable area, and whether there's just some loot there to pick up, or it's like a bandit camp, mm. or um, it's um, like a vulture nest, and there's like a you know king fucking vulture there. Uh, there's loads <laughs> of stuff here, loads of stuff to do all over the map. And I'm finding that I've progressed this, you know, I'm level like 23, 24, and I'm doing level 15 quests because mm. I've hit all of these question marks because I want to discover yeah. what's going on around the world. I'm so over leveled for what I'm trying to do at the moment mm. that I'm sort of, in one essence, I'm breezing through kind of like the missions and the story well, I think, when I yeah, do them. I think that's a testament to the game that you want to get you know, so immersed and that you do become over-leveled. The same with Horizon. I mean, the inverse of that would be terrible where you're just underpowered for every mm, combat mm. encounter because you just didn't want to do any side quests and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's a real testament to the gameplay then. Yeah, yeah completely. I think it's, it's, it's definitely that difference between it being hard and it being a challenge as well, isn't it? If you look at something like... I, I borrowed Bloodborne as well from mm. that and I'm kind of just... I'm fearing putting that in, <laughs> especially since getting this kind of experience with Assassin's yeah. Creed. I don't know whether I'm I'm up for bashing my head against several 
giant bosses or dying sort of through this really difficult kind of piece of terrain which has got you know just a few enemies in which are going to absolutely destroy me um i don't i I don't have the time yeah no anymore to put into something that difficult that's the thing i admire those kinds of games and bloodborne blood bloodborne that's what it's called, isn't mm, it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bloodborne. It's just, when I say it out loud, it just sounds weird. But anyway, in my head. <laughs> but but yeah, it's just like the whole gothic kind of London aesthetic and the kind of creatures and monsters that you just think, what kind of sicko came up with this? I'd love to play it, but <laughs> I just don't like those games. I don't yeah. like something that punishes me. And I know everyone says, oh, but it's rewarding when you get through this part and it's your fault and you got to learn it. It's just like, no. Cuphead I'll play because... Those levels last two minutes, not mm. two hours getting through the game, and then she'd be like, "No, screw you, go back to this, uh, go back here, and f- do this all over again." I hate that in any game. Do not punish mm. me because I know how to do things and I know what to do. I mean, that's a bit of my issues with Hellblade that I still need to get back to. But it's like, I, okay, I know the pattern, I know what's going on. Don't punish me if I mess up, you know. Put a mm-hmm. checkpoint mm-hmm. in there. If it's going to be so long, you know. Yeah. Or maybe. Yeah. I mean, Hellblade. Hellblade's a little more forgiving yeah. than they've than they've let on. Mm. Definitely. Oh yeah. But but yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, I think a lot of people try to capture the essence that like Super Nintendo and Mega Drive games gave us, where there was no save states and you kind of just had to blast through <laughs> a game, but that game was an hour and a half, yeah. two hours long at max. It wasn't a sixteen-hour epic yeah, and that you kind of yeah. have to chisel away at. And I wasn't a crotchety old woman back then, and I actually had twitch skills. So. <laughs> Your reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> I had reflexes. <laughs> I don't anymore. God. <laughs> That's it, that the beer hadn't dulled all of your senses (laughs) to what was going on. (laughs) That's definitely a part of it. Have you you played anything else? Uh, No, I put... uh, I got a Kami HD. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I put it in the machine, I updated it, I took it back out again. Mm -hmm. Um, I got Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. Much much derided Battlefront 2. What is that game? (laughs) Because it just Mm -hmm. came and went and just... Whole uh, controversy and just never heard about it again. Completely. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I've put it in the machine, I've updated it, and I've taken it back out again. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly because I don't have that PS Plus subscription. Uh, I'm waiting for Adult to come back from Canada because he has it, mm-hmm. and it will it will fill the 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 hole that um, Battlefield One has left. Yeah. As we're not playing that very much at the moment. Um, I look forward not it to at all at the moment, so. playing the single player on that. I know everyone says it's not great, and it's just like just you might as well just be sitting on a ride at disneyland but i like that kind of thing where it's just like yeah, i don't really yeah, have to think completely. about it just go pew pew and see yeah. you know like stormtroopers and like x-wings fly over and the game looks gorgeous i'm just mm-hmm. looking forward look to beautiful. that being on the a access and i need yeah, to get around yeah. to playing battlefield actually i'm gonna just pop that on easy and just go through the story so, nice yeah. battlefield's, battlefield's a decent story mm. um yeah, I don't know much about the Battlefront 2 story, but I do know that it kind of cut short with the base game, but they've mm. since updated it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether that's whether it's now the full experience or whether it's going to be updated again with something, that's something weird. else. That's but, weird. I'm surprised there wasn't more controversy about that. 
Because I know well, people I... did not like the story in that it pivots in a very predictable way, which is like, mm. it's just a cop-out, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, who, think... who makes a, you know, story and doesn't finish it apart from, like, Metal Gear and people are happy about it? <laughs> 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 I don't know whether it was because they were holding it back for uh, The Last Jedi to come out. Mm. Um, because I, I think part of it bridges the gap as well between um, between Jedi and The Force Awakens, maybe into uh, The Last Jedi. I'm not sure how far the story kind of progresses, but yeah. it came out with a load of multiplayer maps and, and extra stuff that is Last Jedi-themed. So whether they just thought we haven't finished it yet mm. we'll hold it a little bit or you know because Battlefront only came out two years ago and for them to you know make a game that's kind of three times the size of that mm. they must have been working on you know all of that additional content so whether the story is kind of taken a bit of a backseat I, I've got no idea but yeah. something like three studios yeah, worked on this because DICE were the multiplayer yep I think Motive did the story and, and Criterion did, did the, the vehicle stuff. Yeah, did, did the dogfighting stuff, didn't they? Mm, yeah. Mm. Crazy. Mm. Who knows? Because Motive are making another Star Wars game. Supposedly. <sighs> I, I, I don't know what I want from a Star Wars game, to be honest. I mean, it would have been like the kind of Amy Hennig's uh, kind of uncharted Star mm. Wars, but that's dead. Or well, thirteen, thirteen, mm, yeah, kind of that one that died really ages cool. ago when when Lucas went. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like <sighs> I don't know. Just give it to Rocksteady. See what they can do. <laughs> ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. That would be good. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about games that we do want in this coming year. Uh, but let's open a beer first. Yes. Okay. What are you drinking? I'm drinking another Northern Monk uh, Patrons Project. <laughs> <laughs> this is their 9.03. It's a India Pale Ale, 7.3%, uh, 440ml again. Um, it has Fixed Secret, Citra, Enigma, and Denali hops. And this dude, not James Butler, but it's called Ben Maver, which is uh, Ben Nova's pseudonym. That's very close mm. to me. Uh, it's, it's not me. Yeah. It's called Don't Look Batarang in Anger. Nice. Mm. Yeah. It's got someone on the front of the can who looks like he's uh, part of Oasis. Oh, no, that's Robin. That... <laughs> <laughs> and there's Batman. There's Is a it very... Noel Gallagher, G- yeah, Nolan it... Liam dressed as Batman and Robin? Yeah, very Mancunian, <laughs> down and out people who have got Masks on. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> They've done well. They do look like they're about to rob everywhere. <laughs> rather than help people. But yeah, so oh, well. Like, oh, well. What have you got? Um, I'm drinking the, uh, the two old. Fuck art. Winter is coming. <laughs> It's a it's a triple oh. um, with cardamom, coriander, and orange peel. Oh. It's got the tiniest bit of flavour text, and it says the breaker of yeast strains, Khaleesi of the hop sea, 
mother of barley and the protector of the beer realm, with cardamom, coriander and orange peel. So obviously a riff on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I've got no idea why it's a riff on Game of Thrones, what it's got to do with Game of Thrones, if anything. Maybe a part of Game of Thrones were, was um, filmed in, is it Norway? Where two all from? Or is it Denmark? Oh, it's one of them. It's Scandinavia. One of the, yeah, it's in Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all our Scandinavian listeners who think we're incredibly racist and think you're all the same. But um, so yeah. it says on the back. Uh, there's there's two uh, addresses. One is in uh, Denmark, mm. which I would imagine is is maybe two owls head office perhaps. Yeah. And the other one says brewed and bottled by Tuol at, uh, I'm never going to be able to say this, uh, a brewery in Belgium. Well, they're definitely not Belgian. I know that. No, no. <laughs> but perhaps with it being a triple, mm. oh yeah, get some. Of that they decided to uh, Belgian yeast in it. Mm. God, that's a that's a weird smell. Zesty coriander. Definitely. Mm. The orange pushes through loads. Yeah. Mm, mm. How's yours? Yeah, I just—it's just so funky on the nose. Um, it's like—it—it <laughs> it smells like a saison wood. Um, just like yeah? peach and bit of orange peel. Um, just very funky. I—I I was like, is this out of date? I just check the can. <laughs> it's like no, it was uh, uh, bottled or canned in uh, December, so it's quite fresh. But I was like, Ooh, okay, smells like a saison, not an IPA. Yeah. Well, hopefully that doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't lead to mm. a, a poor flavour. Hopefully, I sincerely doubt it will. But um, it's very hazy, practically opaque, mm. uh, light, well, medium amber coloured, very orange, uh, very small, less than a one finger white head. Mm. Yeah, looks like a your typical hazy IPA, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, from the nose from this, from the uh, fuck art, winter is coming. Mm. It almost smells like an orange Lucasade. Right. Like the fizzy, not mm. the sport one, not the flat one, the fizzy one. Yeah. It's got that tang to it. Definitely. It's, it, even in the glass, I mean, it's not that carbonated, but it kind of smells like it should be really carbonated. Yeah. Um. Flavour-wise, you are you are hit, absolutely hit in the face mm. by that cardamom and that orange peel. I'm not getting a huge amount of the coriander come through, but I wonder if it's in there maybe to temper the other two, maybe to balance yeah. them a little well, bit, to, to bring something slightly different. But I mean, that's to me, that's a good thing, because the last few beers that I've had that have coriander in, has, and I don't mind coriander, but... Um, it, it does have that kind of soapy taste, and mm. the last few beers that I've had in it, it's like I, I wish this didn't have coriander. So that yeah, seems like a good yeah. thing. Yeah, completely. Mm. It's it, I'm not getting sort of that 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 coriander flavour through much at all. It's definitely the other two that are kind of kicking in big time. So, but it's very nice. Mm. Mine it, with it being it with it. it mm. Well, I was just going to say with it being a triple. And it being eight percent, yeah, 
I'm I'm not getting a lot of the alcohol on it, mm. which is great. Yeah, you know, I'm not getting that sort of like that that that, that alcohol kind of flavour. I'm not getting that that kind of sweetness that you get with with higher percentage beers. Mm-hmm. A, another beer which is balanced very well. Good stuff. Yeah, mm. to all know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And, and, and so that's like, I know it's Game of Thrones inspired, but is it like a Christmas beer or? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I, I suppose cardamom, coriander, well, not, maybe not coriander as such, mm. but maybe cardamom and orange peel perhaps are a little more yeah. kind of wintery, winter sort because, of uh, uh, ingredients, yeah, I guess. because a lot of things, what I've noticed at least is that a lot of, you know, like British breweries, they don't tend to do like winter beers, but when you go over to like Scandinavian, Central Europe and everything like that, they're very keen on doing like you know limited edition christmas beers and i just wondered if that was one of them but um because mm. i had i think it, yeah it was definitely too old it was called santastique and i think that was um gosh what was that i think it was a belgian just a belgian ipa or something or a belgian ale or something like that and mm. that was nice but uh but yeah i was just wondering if that was christmas inspired Mm, mm. Oh, it's definitely. I suppose it's maybe this one's definitely winter inspired. Mm. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is. Uh, I'm not sure if it's because I'm coming from the black IPA, which was just fantastic. But this is. Um, mm. It's a really good beer. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. But it's just. It's like you're an IPA. You're not blowing my socks off, but you're doing the job very, very, very well, and. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's kind of, it, it's very fruity, it's very sweet, um, you're not getting sweetness so much from the alcohol, maybe a bit more from the malts, um, it's not too bitter, um, it's quite, it's more juicy than a, you know, bitter IPA, um, but yeah, it's kind of like marma, marmalade it's kind of, it's got a bit of viscosity to it, not too much, not, um, anything too heavy, but, but yeah, it's just fruity, Getting a yeah. getting a lot of the hops as well, just tropical, very juicy. Nice. It's really nice, but um. So you're not getting that funk that you got from the nose. No, not at all. I'm getting a good lot of um. I mean, I really like the funk in the aroma because I mm. like that kind of dank, um, funky kind of aroma in like saisons and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you know you're gonna get a lot of fruit usually from that. Um, but yeah, it's you're getting a lot more orange and um, tropical fruits in the uh in the flavour. Yeah, it's really nice. It's just, it's not wowing me like the previous beer, but I think, you know, any other pod, this I'd be like, mm. yes, this is really good. And I am like, this is very, very good, but nothing, uh, nothing outstanding. Okay, okay, just does, very well made. Yeah, very well mm. balanced. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd chug this <laughs> very happily <laughs> on a summer's day. Yeah, really yeah, good IPA. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I suppose that's the 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 problem, isn't it? Uh, I guess we're we're kind of like seasonal creatures, aren't we? Really, and that's why we see a lot more Baltic porters and stouts and black IPAs and, mm. and things like that come out around about uh, around winter. Um, something to kind of warm you up a little bit more. Um, you know, uh, we had on episode one hundred um, the uh, good chemistry bon chance. Yeah. And it was a lovely flavour, but it's definitely a winter beer, yeah. something to warm you up. I mean, I, I can't see myself having that at all mm. during the summer. I know, when yeah. you kind of want yeah. to move back to those fruity, fruity IPAs. It's crazy. I, I think the one beer that I remember all year 
long was the gosh what's it called uh beaver town uh what's it called heavy water stout and i had i had that when we were at the festival and Mm. somewhere by me they've had that on tap quite often i think i think Mm -hmm. it was a um a mainstay for like several months and it's like i can drink this all year round because yeah the water and it it just tastes so light but it still Mm -hmm. has that like fullness of a stout and that's good yeah nice yeah i think that's my favorite beer of 2017 i was gonna say 2016 but (laughs) (laughs) where are we just a year late (laughs) what is it what day is it today who knows oh dear oh dear let's talk about games then Mm. looking forward to in this year i'm going to kick off with two games and you're going to tell me that they're not coming out they're this not. year. They're not. And I, God of War, yeah, and Spider Man. Yeah, because I knew. Okay, Ben's going to say God of War and Spider Man, and, and I was just thinking, I'm not even going to entertain these. Okay, God of War <laughs> is coming out at some point this year. I don't know when, but Spider Man definitely isn't. So <laughs> it's not. I think was it today or was it yesterday? So mm. uh, Spider Man. Uh, sorry. God of War is the cover game for uh, the new Game Informer, yep. isn't it? Bought the issue, bought my annual subscription today, because I was yep. like, I'm very interested in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice, nice. Uh, and I, I definitely think that it is the first six months of this year. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd say, and I would like to say March, but I don't think it's going to be. because. Yeah, I want to so- say I want to say the end of March as well. I want to say that it's going to fit that horizon time frame. I think, but I think the preview cycle is going to have to go up fairly quickly because Game Informer get their scoop and then it's like, oh yeah, all, all the rest of the press get to have a look. So I'd probably say that's probably going to be like a May, June. You know, it might even be July. It might slip to like Last of Us, ter- you know, territory when mm, that came maybe. out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd very much like that to be a March game when it's still cold and you're going through all these weird Nordic yeah, um, kind of yeah. scenarios and environments. But uh, Exactly, probably, exactly. You know, uh, and, and I think I saw today, but I think it was tweeted out um, yesterday mm. uh, on the 5th of January that Insomniac are currently doing a studio-wide playtest for Spider-Man. Okay. Which would suggest that perhaps it's all made. I hope so. That they've gone into playtesting, they're into bug zapping territory, that they are polishing that game. However, mm. as you said, God of War be great if it comes out early spring. It's still a little bit cold. You're going through these sort of uh, you know Nordic environments. I'd love for Spider-Man to come out just at the end of spring, start of summer. That that feels like it should be that kind of time frame for that that game. You know, you're you're in mm. New York City, you're swinging between buildings. It's beautiful sunshine, beautiful sunshine yeah. outside. You know, you should be out there, yeah. but you're inside playing Spider-Man. <laughs> I like the way you think because that is a really good summer kind of blockbuster game. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's full. I, Ooh, I think. Okay. I, I, okay. Do you think Detroit comes out before Spider Man? I don't know if Detroit's going to hit this year either. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine so. It's just that Sony have such a not not bad, but is let's say average. I don't want to be mean, but average track record of having games out in like fall or any point of the year. Last year they knocked it out of the park. The first 
like six months of the year, but that was like yeah. third party exclusives. A lot of it was, yeah. 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 Um, and then they had nothing for the rest of the year. The same, the year prior, I think lost, it, maybe Lost Legacy. Yeah, really the standout from the second half of the year. Yeah, and that was what August and stuff like. That, and they just had nothing. Yeah, after it was. That. Yeah, and the same the year before. It was like the Last Guardian is what came out in December, and it's like, mm. is this is this what you're putting out? I mean, it doesn't matter because it's you know PlayStation 4s They've got like seventy million. And that's just crazy. I mean. Jesus Christ. But um, it's like they don't need to have that fall exclusive or anything like completely. that. But, but it's, completely. But it's just, it just, I'm very much a proponent for put the game out when it's done, not any early. I don't care if there's delays or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't trust Sony to have, a, you know, a idea in plan of when they're going to put these games out. And that's fine. It's like, dude, ship them when they're finished. But I could very much see your scenario where God of War comes out in March and Spider-Man July, May, July, June and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Detroit coming out in like August and September and then yeah. God knows what in in, in a holiday, I don't think Days Gone is going to be out or anything like that. Jeez, oh, um, like when Days Gone first sort of kind of got talked about, that was a 2017 game supposedly. Yeah. Well, we we all knew otherwise, but um, that that game, I'm sure it's going to be really good, but it just doesn't appeal to me at all, whatsoever. Uh, Which is crazy because it's like environments in Horizon mixed with the Last of Us kind of post-apocalyptic stuff. (laughs) So, Mm. but it has no, I don't, I don't know about that game. Problem um, is, once you've hit robot dinosaurs, there's no coming back. Everything, everything Mm. seems worse. And dreams. Dreams, dreams as well. Oh. Well, that's meant to be coming out this year. Yeah, Shit. yeah. I don't care, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want Media Molecule to go under. So, so well, no. I I would think that I reckon that Dreams, because of the whole create element to it, mm-hmm. Dreams screams to me a winter game. Sitting inside when it's dark, really early making some cool stuff and i i think what when did gt sport come out end of october yeah i think that 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 they're going to pick up that that dreams is maybe that kind of that kind of time um for christmas yeah for christmas i got blood sweat and pixels by jason schreier oh yeah the book yeah and it's a it's a great read Mm -hmm. uh and i was reading about um i i can't remember whether it's the first or second chapter they talk about uncharted 4 Mm -hmm. and uh, they were talking about how they pushed it because they needed a bit more time because of the issues um, surrounding the early development of the game. But they had to push it a second time because they weren't quite ready. They needed something like, I can't remember what the book said, but maybe they needed like three or four days to optimise and to finish the game. And yeah. actually, the European uh, uh, manufacturing plant where they made the games had to have it within something like two days so essentially they then had to push the game another month until there was another slot open at this 
yeah. at this pressing plant I, I to be able to actually happening. make the games. Yeah, because yeah. people in America so, were like, "Screw them, Europeans! Screw the British!" And like, exactly. It's ready over here. Just put it. And they were like, "No, we don't want people spoiling the game, you know, for uh, yes. European users." Which is nice. Yeah. It's not like Persona, and it's like, but it's like. Well, it's kind of like the, the way things happened five years ago, yeah. isn't it? There were no worldwide releases. No. Well, maybe a little bit longer than five years ago, perhaps. But you know, games came out. Tuesday you know, it, well, in America, it, well, Friday in the UK. Exactly, yeah. but we were almost going to have it with Horizon. That Horizon was going to have about a two-week difference between oh, its North weeks. American release oh, and the, wow. yeah, it was, it was, it was. I think it was something like the twenty-eighth of April, say, and then like the fifth or sixth or even tenth of of. Because I remember it no, came out twenty-eighth of March Mar- and then the tenth yeah. of April that it was it was. Kind of going to come out, but they managed to work it in a way that it came out sort of worldwide, or at least within a no, couple of days. Three, it was the same three days because I remember um, everyone saying that was a March game in like a no February game, and I was like, mm. I can't remember. Mm. But it definitely came out on the Tuesday in the US and the Friday in the UK. I want to say yes, yeah, because yeah. it was a month difference. You know, it was different months, but yeah, it was just the three days mm-hmm. between February and March or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 completely. But uh, dreams, I, th- I think that games gets a beta in summer. That's a yep. We're showing this at E three for the eighteenth time, but mm-hmm. you can play the beta. And everyone plays the beta. It comes out in September, mm. and that's mm. it for the rest of the year. Yeah, they might get Concrete yeah. Genie or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I think that's a 2019 game. Really? Well, mm. we're not getting anything apart from God of War this year for PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Detroit. Let's split it into episodic yeah, games, and you so. just get one character playthrough. Yeah, because oh man, if Detroit, Spider Man, and God of War came out this year, hot damn. That's oh, a good oh, year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely, oh, oh, completely. You notice how we're not talking about. Uh, Xbox. <laughs> well, <laughs> well let's, they let's move on. Let's move no, on. No, there's from no Sony. need to because I don't care about <laughs> Crackdown. I don't care about CFPs. I don't care about any kind of Microsoft first party. Fable 4, mate. Fable is. I thought. That, <laughs> th- that's never going to happen. Rest in peace, Lionhead. I, I, I enjoyed Fable. It's not something I'd, you know, like, you know, salivating for. It's not like mm-hmm. Uncharted or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is probably mm. it's not even confirmed for this year, but that's the only Xbox exclusive I'll be getting, and that's fine. Yeah, you know? but yeah, Halo Six people are saying might be this year, but I don't care about no. Halo. No way, no I, way. Gears is not coming out, and that it's only Gears and Ori at this point, and now Cuphead that I actually care about for Xbox. But um, mm. yeah, the Xbox. To be fair, I do have a, quite a few uh, indie titles that I'm looking forward to. So um, they've got that going there. Yeah, tons of indies. Indie, uh, is that, uh, well, you say Xbox have got them. Is that indie exclusive no, for Xbox? No, it's, it's their rubbish where it's like world Are they games you're going to be playing on the Switch? The games that will be on the Switch probably within a month <laughs> after the Xbox launch. <laughs> or three months or something. But uh, no, um, they, they say uh, launch exclusive, which just means... It's mm-hmm. like The Witness. It comes to the PS4. It's going to come to Xbox. They're yeah. just being tight-lipped about it because 
the smallest print on their contract says, you know, if we're going to put you on the E3 stage, you better just shut up about PS4. PS4 does not yeah, exist. Yeah, completely. One of yeah, those. Yeah. But yeah, they're going to be on PC at the same time, so it's like, it's console launch exclusive. It's just like, just shut up. Just, just. I, I understand it. I understand it because mm-hmm. when you're a small team, you probably want to get traffic by just, you know, having this on the stage, having Xbox um, market it for you, you know, put it yeah. put it out in front of everyone. So I get that. And it's like a lot of teams, they can't, they just can't develop for two platforms at the same time anyway, even though the technology is mm. rather similar. You, but when it's just like, oh, we can't confirm or deny, we're not speaking about that right now. It's just like, come on, man. Just yeah, yeah. just say it's going to be on PS4, but you're not sure of the time frame. Because it, it just annoys me. It annoys me. Because people mm, are completely. like, you know, if you don't want to play inside on Xbox and you're waiting for PlayStation 4 but nobody says anything, it's like, okay, I'll buy it here. And then two weeks later it comes out on PlayStation. It's just like... <sighs> anyway, that's just my... <laughs> I'm just rambling about my gripes with the game industry at all, so... Ignore that. That's fine, that's mm. fine. So what indie <laughs> games are you looking forward to? The Last Night. That's a Xbox console launch exclusive um <laughs> it's that kind of blade runner pixel art one that was uh oh took yes i've seen it yeah yeah that, that looks really cool it's really good um Ooblets, which is like a pokemon harvest moon kind of game as well that looks pretty cool mm-hmm. um also a console launch exclusive such a is mouthful it is, it is. Yeah. I don't remember the name of mm. the developer, but she tweets a mm. lot and yeah. gives you lots of updates on Ooblets as well. Yeah. That is looking good. Yeah, two people made that game. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Crossing Souls, which is a PlayStation console launch exclusive. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. But um, but that's like that's like Stand by Me, Goonies, kind of like eighties, uh, kind of like young teenage kids like sort of like stranger things and it's it's like a i'm not kind of it's like an adventure game but it's got combat where you can like switch between party members and they all have okay uh unique abilities but that just that game looks so good it's just it has pixel art which ticks the box for me it's like 80s inspired ticks the box and mm. it just looks, it just looks really cool i think nice. it's made by a spanish developer which um, quick quick tangent. Um, Spanish government has like pulled like two million euros worth of funding from like indie develop- indie developers, mm-hmm. and it's like I think one of the I think the people who make Crossing Souls are like some you know people who have been affected. So it's like these small developers, and it was going to people like you know just just started or just like teams under five and it's like they're having like thousands worth of funding just cut just like that and yeah it's just, yeah it's just such a bummer but um yeah it's it's something that can kind of set a game back a year yeah and six just months just something whole, like that just, just yeah and the whole market in that particular country as well is yeah uh, it sucks but yeah <laughs> yeah just tons of indies you know the next room game is coming out mm. in like two weeks time yeah yeah, but yeah. Uh, big games just PlayStation Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Yoshi been... game on Switch. 
Ooh, which the, Yoshi it's, game it's, is this? It's untitled Yoshi game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's is it a 2018 game? <laughs> yeah, it's got like this paper aesthetic. It's sort of like Woolly World, but um, it has like paper Yoshi, pa- paper craft. Yeah, it's probably just gonna be called yeah. Paper Yoshi. <laughs> 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 or Paper Mario Yoshi's <laughs> Fun Time or something. <laughs> Two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember where it was shown. It might have been PSX, um, but uh, Donut County. Yes, that's was pretty one. cool. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to Hole that Hole Simulator. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's basically Ridiculous. what it is on the tin. But yeah, that looks really good. And, um, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Guacamole 2, if that's out this year. Oh, yes, yes. definitely. Yeah. I, oh, mm. Is that a game this year? I mean, from what was shown, it does look quite far along. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that could have just been uh, a vertical area, slice yeah. as such. I think they showed you know, it they, from they've... the very start of the game, but as you say, you just never know. It could just well be mm. a vertical slice or not. But Yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, that was that was at PSX, and they weren't saying how far the game is has come mm-hmm. along. But I'm not sure. I hope it's 2018 because God, I want to play that. So, as as a slight tangent, hmm. is is Guacamole 2 coming to PS Vita? Hell no. <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm pretty sure it's not. You know, which is, which I hope it is. I hope there's some press release that it's like PS4 and PS Vita, but. And switch, but um, mm. I sincerely doubt it. Which, which is such a shame because it, it it's such a perfect fit. I mean, I remember yeah. playing Guacamole on PS Vita, and I actually didn't like it on PS Vita. Because, oh really? Yeah, it was before I got like the cradle for the PS Vita because my hands cramp up on PS Vita um, mm. and most handheld uh, things. The switch is the only one. That my hands don't cramp up on, but um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. And then, um, I remember the Super Turbo Edition came out for Xbox, and mm-hmm. I would say that game deserves to be played on a big screen because the colors and the art, yeah, they just pop and they look so good on like a bigger screen. I mean, on, mm-hmm. on your OLED or whatever the um, the new PS Vita screen is, yeah, but. It just looks so good on like a big, big screen. And I just yeah, completely. Even though I dropped it on PS Vita, I played. I couldn't stop playing it on Xbox, and it was just like, yes, yes, mm, give mm. me some of that. Yeah, completely. Mm. The the way that he moves across the screen when you're trying to do sort of like an uppercut and then yeah. a jump kick and and you know, uh, when you're in combat, he does definitely pop. And mm. Those those colors are brilliant yeah. when uh, when seen. I played it on PS4. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a it, well. On PS4 or PS3? PS3. Might have played it, it on, PS3. on PS3. Yeah. yeah, it was on PS3. Yeah, it was on PS3 because the Turbo Edition came out early in Xbox One's life lifetime. That's mm. how I played mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was a PS Plus game at some point. It was as is well. That, is that how I got it? I think I think I got it on PlayStation Plus. Mm. I don't think I bought that, but yeah, I should buy yeah. one of their games at one point. I think I. Did I buy Super? What's the Mutant Mutant Blobs? I think I bought that. One. Oh yeah, yeah. They make good games, man. Make really good. Seven was amazing as well. Mm. Yeah, but I suppose Seven's an odd one because it, it, you know, that is only on Vita. It's on iOS and Switch now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, 
which is interesting. Okay. But um, because Guacamole is available on Every, anything, yeah, anything yeah. you your window, mm. you can probably play Guacamole on <laughs> on your fridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your Wi-Fi fridge. Yeah, good game. So yeah, I was, I was, you know. I didn't realise that Seven had come out on those other platforms, but yeah, mm. it, it kind of surprised me that it was kind of a, a, you know, a Vita launch title. I suppose it was made for Vita, really. Yeah, yeah, it came out. It was exclusive on Vita for mm. at least five months, I imagine. But yeah, just imagine the risk of that. And yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I really enjoyed that game. It's it's such it was such a mashup of genres. It was like Metroidvania, dungeon crawler, hack and slash, and it was really good. Really good game. Mm. Yeah. Nice. I think the the other game that really stands out for me this year uh, is Vampire, which oh, is yeah. from Don't Nod. Vampire or whatever it's yeah, called. Vamp- yeah, Vampire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are French. Uh, they are French. <laughs> yeah. You're right. But they're, they're French, but the this game is set in uh, in London. Yeah, it is. Yeah. In turn of the century, uh, I think it's set in like 1910 or something like that. Whenever the plague uh, and smallpox were around or whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those times, those happy fun times. Completely. How, how Britain's going to look after Brexit, basically. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we're going to revert to. Yeah, yeah. Vampires everywhere. Um, I think what really intrigues me is that they've been saying this is kind of that play your own way kind of thing. Not open as kind of like you know a game like Deus Ex is you know make your way through to a space whichever way you want but they've been saying it's kind of like you can make a choice as to whether you uh, as a as, as the vampire kind of like feed on someone or you let them survive and you don't do that and you you, you know you find another way to sort of survive as a vampire instead and kind of like that openness and that choice that uh, it kind of almost feels like it's going to be a mashup of like Remember Me and uh, um, Life is Strange. Life is Strange. <laughs> yeah. Which is really intriguing, yeah. <laughs> taking sort of like the best elements from kind of like those games and, and, and merging them together. So, and it looks, it does look, it looks very dark. Yeah. Everything's set at night, of course. You're a vampire. Mm. So there's just very dark, shadowy alleyways with a, a fire yeah. burning at the yeah. end for a bit of light it, and stuff. it's one of those for me where it's like I'm not I forget about it and I'm not super mm. excited to play it but it's just like yeah I'll get that it's like one of those mm-hmm. it's like yeah I'm gonna get that you know don't nod but a decent track record I really like yeah. Life is Strange and uh, the Before the Storm that they put out last year so it's oh, Before like, the yeah. Storm's a different developer isn't it oh yeah true yeah that's uh, Deck Nine but yeah, yes. I hope they. I, yeah. I, I want Life is Strange season two. I want it like different characters. Mm. I'd love that this year. It would be interesting to know if they take it back. If they, uh, you know, once Vampire is out, mm. whether they do a Life is Strange two or it's if it's de- now it, just with Deck Nine. You know? It's in development, definitely. Okay. They announced it, but um, yeah, I'd imagine probably best to just to concentrate on them vampire because yeah the scope is so much wider and mm. life is strange can wait considering that we got before the storm last year and we're getting like a uh, like a little mini chapter this year as well yeah, like a single episode mm. as well isn't there yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah mm. Mm. i mean there's there's lots of games that are yeah. kind of slated for next year Th- but that's the thing because when you said we're going to be talking about this i looked on wikipedia and i was like 
everything that has a confirmed release date. Not excited for a single one of those. <laughs> it's like mm, mm. I, I don't. I think Far Cry and other stuff yeah. and oh, We Happy Few had a release date. That's been that's going to be interesting because they uh, got Gearbox as a publisher. Yeah, recently yeah. they announced that last year, and the scope of the game seemed much wider than yeah. what was ever anticipated. And that's been in early access, so that looks interesting. But yeah, nothing with a release date like Red Dead. I forgot to talk about Red Dead. It's like because well, but, but who knows when Red Dead's coming I, that, out? That's the thing, you know. Because if taking all these games, I'd just I'd throw God of War onto a pit of fire to sacrifice it <laughs> to get Red Dead this year you know and it's like Red Dead would be number one for me but it's like it's mm. likely to come out this year but it's not confirmed and nothing is who knows you know? who mm. knows I haven't got a clue I mean because supposedly the first date for Red Dead was autumn 2017 you know mm. it was kind of it almost touted as that October, November lead up to kind of like the the, the holiday sales period yeah. kind of game, but I guess they just thought, well, we, you know, we haven't perfected what we're doing, we haven't got everything into it, we haven't yeah. pushed all of these microtransactions or whatever, <laughs> um, whatever Take Two have, have called microtransactions. They had a weird name for Shark it or cards. Oh Jesus! <laughs> God, what would it be called in Red Dead? Alligator cards. (laughs) (laughs) Set in the south, isn't it? (laughs) Well, it'd be rather than animals, they just call it different gun styles. It'd be like six shooter, six shooter card or something like that. But yeah. Oh dear. God, I really want that game. I've not given it any thought, and the and the trait last trailer that put out didn't fill me with any kind of not confidence, but it's like. I don't like this protagonist. He's a bit of an asshole, you know. At least mm. uh, John mm. Master has some redeemable qualities, but it's like it, it, I just want to go into that world, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it's going to be completely. pretty as hell. Oh my god, I, I mean, want to play it. Red Dead Redemption mm. was so well made. Another another beautiful open world yeah. as well. That at times, as you kind of expect it to, it has. You know, a lot of activity going on in yeah. certain areas, and then it's just open expanse of rockland or scrubland mm-hmm. and desert, and you know that there's there's certain moments in that game, like when you move into uh, Mexico yeah, and the music, and you have yeah. that that Jose Gonzalez song just kicks in over the top. You're like, I did not expect <laughs> this transition whatsoever, but it works so well, and even when you're there. Like three places to go, <laughs> and that's it. And it's massive. Yeah, but it, I can just still picture exactly what Mexico looks like in that game, and it's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that game's seven years old now, Jeez. or something like that. And it's, but yeah, I just want to collect my wolf pelts. That's all I want to do. I just want to hunt animals, <laughs> <laughs> even if that's all I do. I just want to hunt animals, mate. This is what I'm getting from mm. Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. I'm just hippos. stalking areas, areas where there's nothing going on. Yeah, yeah and, and running away from hippos and jumping up trees <laughs> to get away from them and then just shooting them with arrows from a distance or just fighting crocodiles or, or you know, brutally murdering, <laughs> not deer, whatever the North East African equivalent of deer are. And Ibex. Possibly. Yeah. Antelope. Whoa. 
Some kind of gazelle or yeah, antelope. Yeah, one of yeah. them. It's know. not very big. You only get one. You only get one pelt from it. It's fine. It's still fun. We're just. We're just. Yeah. We're just carnivores at heart, aren't we? We're just like <laughs> killing animals. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> well, it's it's it, it's strange that I I think it's they're trying to uh, implement it into a lot of games. And you mentioned Far Cry Five mm-hmm. earlier, and. I know from what the developers have been saying is that they picked that area of America because it was kind of like a, a more of a wilderness kind of area. Yeah. And one of the main, I don't know whether it was the, the producer for the game had grown up around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I, I imagine that that's going to build on the kind of like the hunting yeah. of, you know, Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4. Yeah, Hopefully, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed does it as well that you upgrade your items based on the kind of like the pelts and the skins and things that you've picked up. And that's that's fine. It kind of makes sense. It kind of forces you to have to go and do these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that I'm very willing to just go and do anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not looking to upgrade how many arrows I can hold. <laughs> However, it's a nice kind of aside yeah, to yeah. me going out hunting and then just going, oh, okay, this is, you know... I think Far Cry was a bit more in your face. It was kind of like you should go and do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, hopefully Far Cry's kind of toned it down uh, a little bit. From but... what I, from what I heard from uh, on What's Good Games podcast, uh, the killing and slaughtering of animals seems to was seem to have amped up to the nth degree, and really? it's quite bizarre. Yeah, something to do with uh, killing cows or bulls as they're mating. No. <laughs> <laughs> What? Just, just go watch it. I, I will, I will find it <laughs> for you, and I will send you the link. Definitely <laughs> yeah. do that. Do that. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it is. From what they said, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. It would actually probably get me to play a Far Cry game. From what they said, <laughs> you just that. <laughs> <laughs> Absurd. Oh, it is. Is I mean, with with like, uh, you know, with Origins, I'm kind of going along and I'll get to like a vulture nest and you really you've only got to kill that one when you get to a, an animal area yeah. you've only got to kill like the top predator or the top animal in that area but I'm going through kind of thinking I'll just go and you know I'll, I'll, I'll try and take all of them down I'll try and kill all of them on my uh, whilst I'm in the area to try and get all of the materials that I kind of need, and then you know, going against what I was saying earlier, like not trying to to do that. But when you get to kind of one of these nests, you think to yourself, well, you know, there's abundance of, of this animal in the area, so I'll do that. I'll, I'll take all of them out, and then I'll go and kill like the top dog. But really, I'm kind of just jumping onto a ruin, and then blindly firing arrows towards vultures and as they're sort of like flying through the sky I'm just taking pot shots at these animals and they move so quickly mm. that you pull your bow and arrow out and they just they're gone and I'm just like I'm ping 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 and I'm missing them and I've wasted all of my arrows <laughs> trying to kill this really insignificant vulture or antelope or whatever that is is running around it's the thrill of the chase thinking, oh, it was slightly you, you blood first the animal <laughs> 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 uh, 
That's it. That's it. Hopefully, I'll have. I mean, Origins is, is kind of stealing all of my time. Hmm. Uh, I could probably blast. You know, as I was saying earlier, I'm kind of overpowered for the story. I could probably try and blast through the main campaign and the main missions and stuff but that's not what's drawn me to the game yeah it is the world it is exploring it's going around it so i imagine in maybe four episodes time i may have played something else i may have finished it (laughs) i imagine for a little while i'm probably going to be talking about origins well i'll find something small it is a massive game i find something small to fill my time i can uh, suggest plenty of those very small games Mm. i play the on, uh, over was it was it New Year's Eve that I fell down the itch.io uh, rabbit hole ooh, where ooh. I was just like that looks like a cool uh, free game oh I've heard of that free game let me yeah. play that let me play that let me play <laughs> that <laughs> but yeah nicer uh, free 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 uh, itch.io game called where where the goats are I think that's what it's called where the goats are and it's just like it's an hour, and you just really nice, um, like muted autumnal colours. And you're just this yeah. old woman on a farm somewhere. Like it's all about urbanisation and globalisation and all that. But she's just there with her goats, and it's like you have a certain amount of time each day. You got to make your cheese curds, and you got to water your plant, and that's <laughs> it. It's just relaxing. <laughs> Stressful and relaxing at the same time. So yeah, that was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Relaxing being away from the the daily grind yeah. in the big city, but yeah. it, it, almost how I felt about Stardew Valley. Mm. That you know, and that game is about coming away from the daily grind. Yeah, and... that's a really nice uh, intro to the game. It's just like f this, I'm sick of this, <laughs> sick of this big city life, and going to grow, grow carrots on a farm yeah <laughs> yeah where there's where there's no cable connection yeah. and we can't actually talk to anybody i can identify just just that. the people that that live half a mile away that's it yeah. i have to go and knock on their door and speak to them yeah. and then in in at least in stardew valley i could marry them i suppose mm. yeah because they're the closest opposite sex human well you'd have <laughs> or, to or same sex human whoever <laughs> yeah. that lives within proximity yeah. Remote. I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in such a rem- remote location, you'll take what you can get, really. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure there's probably an Itchio game all about taking what you can get <laughs> whilst living on a farm. Yeah. I've no doubt that that's been made by somebody. <laughs> uh, let's let's finish there. What was the favourite beer? It, I think I can guess. Yeah, it was the. Patrons Project 3.04, and it's called Attack on Blue Falcon. Um, the Blueberry and Mosaic Black IPA. Um, the other beer, the. Get the name right. Don't look Batarang in anger. The IPA. Really solid beer. I mean, it's just completely hazy. So much sediment in the beer. It's just a juice bomb. Mm. And it's so fruity, so juicy, so tropical. And any other day that would have won, but the Mosaic Black IPA just steals it. I mean, you get the creaminess and fullness of a stout. You get those coffee yeah. flavours, the dark malts. And you also get a really light, fruity, dark berry, um, juicy beer as well. Very hoppy. Nice. 
yeah, that takes it. Two wonderful Perfect. beers, but that one's got to take it. Mm, mm. Nice that you've kind of had um, two beers from the same brewer, mm. uh, but not just from the same brewer, two, two beers from the same kind of experimental kind yeah. of line, I yeah. suppose. I wouldn't even call it experimental now because I've had so many. <laughs> yeah, and each yeah, one, fair. Each one yeah. is different, but I don't know. It's like, will this ever end? <laughs> Will I, ever, will I ever have to stop? Do you want these? it to end? No, but my, I'm sure my wallet does. So, <laughs> <laughs> like a Telltale series. Like, yeah. I'm, I, please stop! Please stop putting these out. Um, I think from the two I had, the the two old triple was very nice. Mm. And even though I was kind of getting those, um, like fizzy, uh, kind of art, almost artificial kind of flavors on the nose. The flavour was well balanced. Uh, it was a lovely beer. Yeah. But I think compulsory fun. Uh, the beer from Left Handed Giant, Magic Rock, and Dea was 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 wonderful. It's a really good beer. It's mm. really well made. It's balanced just right. It's it's not kind of the juice bomb that you've come to expect. It's. It, it's almost like a really uh, well iterated juice bomb almost mm-hmm. um it's like all three of these guys have taken kind of what they do best and just gone here we go we're going to throw all of these into this one beer um and actually i'm really sad that i've only bought one of them <laughs> because i i there's no doubt that i could i'd neck like two of these yeah and then I'd very slowly nurse a third, I think. Mm, that, that's the problem. So it's, it's like you buy a beer, not beer you've ever had before. You absolutely mm. love it. You go back to the shop, it's like, this was limited edition. It's never going to be made again. It's yeah, like a yeah, completely. magic rock. Uh, I think it was called Psychokinesis. That, be- mm. that beer was so beautiful. And I would have stashed about 20 of them, put them in a vault somewhere... <laughs> save them forever, but yeah, I only had the one. But, oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did see that. Phantasma. Um, yeah, that's still around. That's has, still kicking. Has it is kicking around, and it's gone into their three thirty mil oh, uh, range. Yeah, yeah. So it may be sticking around for some time. It almost seems that their three thirty mil range uh, is ongoing. Yeah. You know. That's you, the, you can always find them. So that's the gluten-free one, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a really the nice beer. Yeah. Really good beer, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's. It, it, I I suppose it's. We're finishing up, but you sent us a a good article from Boken Bailey um, <laughs> from Twitter about the stages of beer appreciation. I suppose it is. Uh, and how stage five, which we believe we are, is all about finding that new beer, about constantly searching, about constantly seeking out beers. And, and uh, it, it did talk about brewers as well as such. You know, do do you become a new brewery and do you constantly innovate? Do you constantly change beers? Or do you bash out a few you know, core ranges almost mm. and, and iterate on them and build on them? And yes, you keep them very similar, but do you make them kind of better? Uh, and I suppose it's it's almost a little bit of a, a difference between 
someone like Tuo, who I never see almost the same beer from, uh, versus like Magic Rock, who have a core range of beers, mm. but experiment every now and again, who yeah. collaborate, who throw out new beers. Um, you know, and even if that's only maybe like five, six new beers, in the Patrons Project for Magic Rock at least is a slightly different beast. But you know, some other brewer who maybe only throws out maybe five or six different beers a year, whilst having those five or six sort of core beers, trying to meet that kind of middle ground, mm. it's kind of feels like it's a very difficult thing to do yeah, to have almost sure. like a hit every single time. Yeah, for sure, it's a difficult balancing act because there are breweries like four pure who i really like but i wish they'd make more beers and mm, the people like cloudwater mm. who i also really like and it's like just slow it down please you know? yeah and yeah it's, it's such a hard yeah. balancing act and i'm you know i'm not envious of any of these brewers who have to actually decide that and see what's mm. best for their community their business their employees etc etc but yeah, we're definitely in stage five. Uh, for context, the, the first stage and up till the fifth one, it was like, oh, you've noticed beer. Oh, you're kind of like beer is your beer, you know, beverage of choice when you go out. Oh, you're starting to notice beer. You're starting to read articles. You're starting to uh, look at Twitter on the breweries, what they're doing. Oh, stage four, <laughs> you've done a blog or a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a podcast in this case. Stage five is, yeah, you're just all about it. And stage six, basically, and seven, you just crush the old person who <laughs> couldn't care less. It's like, I'll, you pick I'll the drink. four or five yeah. beers that you want every yeah. day, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, I'm happy. Don't talk to me about this this uh, milkshake IPA or this uh, Lambic or anything like this. Don't talk to me about these old or new fan fandangled styles. I'll just have a nice bitter, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and God forbid if we ever reach that stage. <laughs> God well, forbid. Well, I'm, 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 I seem to be buying uh, New World IPA, Northern Monk, almost every other week at the moment. Well, it's, it's, it's seeping in. Yeah. I mean, a lot more than my trips to the bottle shop. I, think. I mean, we do have our favourites, and we do know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Of it's like I will always always pick up a cloud water before I pick up a new brewer, and I want to get better about that in 2018 i want to try mm. i've never heard of this brewery this beer could be terrible but i at least want to try it and give them a go because you never know could be the next best thing that was me it. it's, yeah yeah i think it's the you know not every uh, it's it's kind of like what was hammered into me at architecture school mm-hmm. and that was that your drawing is not precious mm. you might have spent two hours drawing something this drawing is not precious. You can do this again. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. That time will come again tomorrow or in a week's time. You know, you you design something, mm-hmm. and you can come away and go. Okay, that looks good. But I'm I'm going to iterate on that. I'm going to draw yeah. something better. Yeah. I'm going to draw all over this drawing. It doesn't matter. Someone else can draw all over this drawing. And I kind of think that we're in that stage that we're the we're the same with beer. That we drink a beer and we think brilliant. But we're not sat here thinking, well, this beer is going to take me half an hour and I only want to have an absolutely perfect beer every time I have my half an hour of drinking a beer. We're we're, we're not there. No. I don't think we're anywhere near being there, to be fair. And it's, you know, we're still in kind of, 
we're not in the age of discovery. Uh, I, I think that was probably maybe three years ago, mm. something like that, perhaps when a lot more, you know, when the rise of new breweries was kind of like kicking up and lots of people in this country were kind of like kicking, lots of breweries were kicking into other mm. um, beer styles and exploring beer a lot more and things. Uh, we're kind of a little past that and we've got established lines you know, people have got their core ranges out and things, but they're still iterating. They're yeah. still experimenting, yeah. and that's 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 brilliant. That's kind of like what it's all about, really. Yeah, and it's like people are still projecting. Like, I think this time last year, people were like, "This is the year of the sours. This is when people are going to start understanding sours and liking them." Like mm. over a year ago, I would not have gone near a sour, but this this year, I was like, "Yeah, I'll pick up a sour. I'll pick that up." Um, mm. Lambics. We, I still know barely anything about them because not many people make them. Not many people are experimenting with, like, you know, fruits actually coming into the aging process and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah. Barrel aged beers, I mean, that's had its time, but, you know, it can come back. Anything can come back. New World IP, New England IPAs, sorry, um, mm. was a thing, you know? Mm. All these weird beers are just like, have all these weird adjuncts like I don't know, pine cones or stuff like that. It's like th- there'll always be something to iterate on. Always be something new. So it's interesting, and I hope we don't get to that point. I don't think we will. But you'll know because this podcast will no longer exist at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll say this is episode four hundred and five. It's our last episode because all we're drinking is this one beer forever. Yeah, and it's a which calming. was your favourite beer of this episode? Well. Fosters have come on leap and bounds. Yeah. They bought the every small brewery in the world now, AB and Bev, so they all taste <laughs> the same. <laughs> so, what's the every, point? Every beer on rate beer is 100, so it doesn't yeah. matter what you drink. Fuck it. They're all going to be exactly the same. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, Tanks Apple have to rechange its name and mm. we'll all have to start heavily smoking weed. <laughs> That which is a new and burgeoning um, market, so yeah, why not? But yeah, exactly. but the same with games, you know. There's AAA, there's your brew dogs, and then there's your indie brewers like Daya, who don't have a canning line still. Mm. Mm. Or someone like <laughs> someone like Wild, who yeah. just constantly change what they're doing mm. all the time. Yeah. And yes, you you kind of. Uh, I think it's uh, for at least Wild. Uh, they have a beer called I think it's called Smoke and Barrels, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, which every year is released and every year is slightly different yeah. because they've changed it up. They've changed the the fruit that's been used. They've changed the the process that they've that they've done. It's 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 constant iteration. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the same in games. Uh, you might get uh, you know Drinkbox who make guacamole. They made Severed, which kind of take a, took a few elements mm-hmm. and built on them, but then added additional things, who then kind of go back to Guacamelee, mm. make Guacamelee 2. And, mm. and yes, they're, 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 they're taking their kind of like their core game mechanics and iterating on them, I suppose, and changing it up enough yeah. that it's interesting, at least, or enough time has passed that people want a little bit more of yeah. what they've kind of already had, I guess. It's, it's very cyclical. Uh, true yeah in that essence and it'd be interesting with beer uh, you know what is that that cycle is it a five-year cycle is it a 10-year cycle 
Mm. When does that point hit where suddenly we get another summer of juice bombs? It won't be next year. Something else will be next year. Yeah. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll find something else. But is it going to be three years' time? Is it going to be 2025 where suddenly juice bombs are the thing again? You know, fuck the people that have been drinking beer for the last 10 years. Yeah. Let's pull in all of these new drinkers. Let's yeah. bring them juice bombs again. They've not had them. So all you can do is listen every episode we make <laughs> to see because obviously okay. we're the only authority yeah. on this it's computer. the only way to know for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if people want to speak with you about beer or games how do they do that uh, you can add me Juicy Loose 9 on Xbox or Playstation it's just Juicy Loose on Untapped on Twitter it's at Beerresistible underscore Nice, nice. Uh, you can get me at Nova underscore 47 on Twitter. Drop the at for PSN and Steam. I don't have an Xbox. Of course I don't. PlayStation no, Boy, no. Pointless. No Switch either. Well, you know. Well, some of us like games. Some of us are just fanboys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> some of us have mates who buy everything and can just go to their house yes. <laughs> and play all of the things as he would say if he was here um, yes uh, you can get us generally at tankedup underscore cast on twitter uh, com. if you want to email us long form why not send us some questions talk to us you can go to outoflives.net to look at articles to listen to other podcasts uh, I have it on good authority that Scott Sedman hmm. has returned yes. from his hiatus He's... and actually wants to do some things with the YouTube channel. So there might yeah. be, there might be videos. I won't, won't, don't hold me to that. Yeah, he's uh, no longer a university bum, and he actually has time for the real world. Yeah. I think he's still a university bum. He's just kind of like halfway through his second year, and he realizes that actually it doesn't matter. So oh yeah, nothing matters. Yeah, in general. Not just uni. <laughs> <laughs> Pure nihilism to end on. Uh, but for another week, we've been tags up. Oh! No, that is all of it. I thought of something else, but actually we've done that. Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, what, what, where, how, what, what's happening? Ooh! <laughs> no, we definitely did all of it, yeah. I think. Yeah.